0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies on this show, and on this episode, we are going to talk about The Eyes of My Mother, which is a all black and white film that came out just at the very end of last year. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was going to be one of these ones where it says it's last year, but it was religious really festivals, but it came out this year. No, no that's actually, it just snuck in in December. Uh, for a limited release so it, it did come out in 2016 um, and it's a Black may film. film uh, focuses on a, a girl who oh, we see her as a girl and as a woman so it sort of like jumps around her life uh, but mm-hmm. she uh, something tragic happens to her mother and she may or may not also be kind of quirky and crazy and that's kind of what the movie's about it's just sort of watching her weird life uh, and the mm-hmm. horrific things that that entails. It is a horror movie. I mean, I wasn't sure if it was going to be for the first like five, ten minutes, but definitely mm-hmm. as it kept going, it was like, okay, no, this is, this is definitely a horror movie. Um, yeah. So we'll start spoiler-free, as we always do, um, and I'll give you some warning somewhere in the middle before we dive into spoilers. So first things first, uh, this movie is... I mean, a lot of the movies actually quite quiet. It's a very slow, brooding film. It likes to do the big wide shots and just let things happen. It has a lot of mm-hmm. quiet, quiet time. When there is dialogue, I'd say about half of it is in Portuguese, uh, mm-hmm. because the the, the you mm-hmm. know the characters' mothers uh, from Portugal, uh, and our main character Francis and Francesca speaks both uh, English and Portuguese. Uh, is set in mm-hmm. the U.S. though.
1: Okay, I was actually going to ask. I don't know if I missed it. Uh, if they ever say exactly where it's taking place.
0: Every other character True. had an American accent, so, like, including the dad. Mm. The, the, the dad, every character she interacts with, all have American accents. So, okay. I, I was, I was fairly <laughs> it was set in the US. Yeah, that um, would make sense. Um, but so that's, uh, so that's first things. So just in case you were expecting something different going to it, but, um, but yeah, I've, I've basically said everything I, I suppose I want to without spoilers. I feel like we can't talk about a lot of it pre-spoilers. Right. Uh, because I think a lot of it is just kind of. I went into this knowing absolutely nothing. I didn't know what it was about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that, I just went in and kind of waited for the shoe to drop. And mm-hmm. you know, obviously, there's a point where it does, and it's like, oh, okay, okay, this is kind of what it's about. Okay, and we go down that that path. But Tim, yeah. uh, two minutes into this film, I mm-hmm. I uh, thought to myself, Tim's going to hate the shit out of this. So Tim, I'm going <laughs> to ask the question: uh, Did you enjoy The Eyes of My Mother?
1: Uh, actually it's funny you bring that up because I was actually going to ask you what you thought uh, that I would think of this movie because traditionally uh, I feel like movies similar to this I've been a a lot more against in the past good Uh, ones yes mm, that's debatable but
0: uh, I mean like you (laughs) (laughs) hold on I'm not done insulting you hold on what ones above your (laughs) IQ there you go summed Mm. it all up a nice, nice neat package for people to consume
1: I wish you I wish uh, we were in the same room. I give you a nice little pat on the head and I say good job and give you a little biscuit and watch you go to the corner and try to eat it. Um but <laughs> uh but anyway, you may be surprised to know I actually loved this movie. Um it I the <laughs> same as you I thought, oh man, this isn't going to be for me. Uh it, it is a slow burn, it's black and white, it's low Artsy, fartsy, if you want to call it that, but I thought stylish. Like, the word is stylish, okay? <laughs> it's a stylish <laughs> film. I found myself absolutely captivated by it. I, I thought it was beautiful, and I like could not like turn away. Like I, probably the biggest praise I give, you know, to these movies is if i like don't need to look at my phone or you know feel bored to like go online or something while i'm watching it and from like start to finish i was just hooked on it i
0: I, I was not expecting this i thought i was going to have to come in here and explain to you why you're wrong and it turns out that's not the case No, that's i mean you may liked this more than I did, Tim, maybe for the sounds of but That that was nothing but crushing praise. I almost I'd... feel suffocated by the praise <laughs> you just threw at me.
1: I mean, I don't know why, I can't always explain sometimes why I like stuff, but whatever it is, this movie, it just it looks so great. I was really fascinated by the characters and I don't know, it just grabbed me. Ah,
0: <laughs> oh, dear. You know, I hope one day, Tim, when, when you're you're writing your own wind vows, right? And you're you're saying I don't know why I like stuff, but I like you for some reason, so let's do it.
1: I don't know why, you didn't bore me, so. <laughs> I don't
0: know why, but I don't want to kill you, so let's, uh, let's get married, let's do it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very beautiful, I thought some of the, the cinematography, there's a lot of shots, obviously it's in black and white, so it's shot wide. Mm-hmm. You know, which is really common, now, admittedly. But like, it's just uh, these these wide black. And the reason why I like to specify that is because mo- back when black and white was like the main thing, and everyone was doing black and white, it was because it was a necessity, or it was cheaper at the very least for a long time. Uh, obviously now with uh, digital and stuff, it's, like it doesn't actually mm-hmm. cost any difference to. If that it's actually more expensive to do black and white because you, you have to get someone who knows how to light black and white, and those are fewer and further between. Uh, than people who just do oh, like regular movies. Uh, well, mm-hmm. even uh, a bit of trivia for you: Young Frankenstein, which was made in the seventies, they had to mm-hmm. get people out of retirement to come and light that because it was in black and oh, white. Really? Uh, wow. Because light, lighting for black and white is different, uh, partly because certain colours look black, mm-hmm. and depending mm-hmm. on what you'd like. So, for example, if you have a say a black wall of you have a wall it's a really bad example but uh, you couldn't have a character wearing a red shirt in front of it because the red oh, okay. red on black and white looks black and it would oh. just so it was like you have to like you know backlight them differently compared to and I, I'm not saying I know how to do it because I don't but I just know there's all these differences because it shows up differently on the on the image
1: now do you know is there something that's like pleasing about, about like to the eye about black and white uh, cause I don't know, there's just something like about when you watch like a really good black and white movie that just like looks so good. I don't know if there's like specific reason for that or maybe if it's like you said, like when it is done well and you have the proper lighting, it really like, I don't know, makes it pop or something.
0: Do you, do you know what it is? I, I think obviously there was a time when it was just, again, it was just done because they couldn't do mm-hmm. anything else. And I think when you go back, and some films back then are beautiful, and some of them are It's just kind of like, you know, obviously some of them were really well shot and look gorgeous. Some of them are like modern day sitcoms where it's just, you know, simple shots and no one, it doesn't really matter. Um, But obviously these days, if someone chooses to shoot in black and white, there is a choice. Like they're making a conscious choice to do something that's irregular Mm -hmm. uh, by shooting in black and white. Um, and I, th- I think that the way I put it, like as someone who reads comics, Like occasionally you'll get a comic that's in black and white, and it'll be a cho- mm-hmm. cho- choice to be in black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what it does, it does a couple of things for me. One is it instantly makes the, the world feel a little bit different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there's something about it to me that black and white just feels more lonely. Mm-hmm. And I think I for this film specifically, where it's about this girl who feels lonely out in the middle of nowhere... Mm-hmm it actually adds to that atmosphere. It feels kind of... And just a little bit surreal. Like, it's not our world, because our world's in colour. So black and white instantly feels that there's this emptiness and loneliness to it. Um, Okay. And I I like that. And I think the other thing, I think the reason why it just looks good to to the eye is I think there's just something so simple about boiling it down to just the shades and not having all the other stuff. Like, it just... It feels... I think that's why, like, noir feels kind of... I don't know, uh, it's, it plays with shadows more, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. it, it boils everything down to light and shadows, whereas, you know, shadows and the colour, like, depending on what the colours are, like, they may get obscured, they may obscure, not be as... Mm-hmm. Whereas here it feels very, like, you know, if you see a shadow, you, you see that line very well, yeah. and it's, like, everything's defined.
1: So it's especially, like, effective for, like, horror and kind of crime noir stuff that's a little seedier, a little more... Uh, yeah, you know, I, plays in the dark and
0: yeah, I, I think I think darker stories work wonderfully, but I, I don't think there'll be any reason—at least that I can think of—to shoot say, uh, f- like a comedy in black and white. Yeah. Now, like, I don't think there would be any reason to. It, if it feels like it goes against what a comedy should feel like, a comedy should feel mm-hmm. bubbly and it should feel uh, it should feel bright, where, like colorful. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, horror and thriller—they can be black and white or even. Like, obviously some stuff will use, like, black and white to, like, maybe say it's a flashback or something like that, mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll use it to distinguish clearly. Um, A, a good example of that's Better Call Saul, where, again, the idea of the black and white feels more lonely. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think the scenes in Black, in black and White and Better Call Saul actually benefit from that in the same way, where he feels lonely because of where he is in his life at that point. Uh, so. They're, they're, actually oh. they're not actually flashbacks, <laughs> technically, that I'm thinking about it, but same difference. Um, <laughs> but, so, uh, so it's gorgeous. There's some stunning shots in mm-hmm. this where you know, like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking like there's moments where like the character will open the barn and it's completely dark and there'll be light coming through the door, uh, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, the opening it's shot good. of the movie is like uh, behind like the the windscreen of a like a big truck, a big semi, mm-hmm. um, and you just see like, the wind wipers going back and forth, and you have, you eventually mm-hmm. see like a figure on the road. Uh, down the distance, and you eventually get to it. And that's another thing this movie does is it really plays with the time. Like you know, it's a big long shot. It takes a long time, mm-hmm. and you just see it off in the distance, and you and you're just with it in real time, getting closer, getting closer, and then eventually you can kind of make out. You know, not who, because you don't really know anyone at this point. It's the start of the movie, but like, you know, what type of person it is, You know, are they in trouble? Do they look, do they look like the normal? Do they look like the hurt kind of thing?
1: Yeah, it definitely lets like scenes breathe and it, it makes it feel more, I guess, kind of like organic or living where, y- yeah, you have stuff going on in the back background, but it's not constantly changing and, you know, like zooming in and doing a big tight close up on it. It's like it, you know, makes it feel like you're actually in the scene watching oh, yeah. it. I-, I think edits
0: are inherently unnatural feeling. And for some movies, mm-hmm. that's fine. But for horror specifically, I feel like a lot of edits in a scary scene. This is why, you know, we talk about Saw's editing and how it's like, you know, a million shots yeah. in about five seconds uh, to give this frantic mm-hmm. feeling. It doesn't actually like feel that effective to me. Whereas here, a long shot where everything just happens without the camera. I mean, maybe the camera will move. Sometimes it doesn't, but maybe it'll just be slowly tracking in or whatever. But it'll be all one mm-hmm. continuous shot. It just feels a little bit more... Not even just a little bit. It feels a lot more real. It feels like yeah. there's a, a genuine quality to it. Um, and and then, one, of things, one of the things the movie does as well with these. Whenever there's violence or something, mm-hmm. for the first like chunk of the movie, it kind of hides all of it. It does this thing where it'll set up something violent about to happen, then it'll cut to the aftermath, and you'll just mm-hmm. see like the blood or something on the floor or something like that. Um, but as the movie goes on and we get sort of closer to the character, we start to actually see the violent outbursts and stuff yeah. happening. And it, I like how it does that. Because like it, uh, it, it gets to a point where you're like, okay, you're going to have to start showing me it now. And it, it did. Because mm-hmm. it, it starts to like like I say, because the scenes look, are like one big long shot or something like that and it'll take a long time building to it, it is almost this build and build and build. And eventually you have to give me the payoff. You, you eventually yeah. have to stop blue balling me. <laughs> kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it it did like eventually it did it it, it did it naturally. Like you kept getting closer, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, and, I have to, to keep going with the sexual metaphors, but kind of like uh, <laughs> you know the, the whole stopping thing that some people like where you you know,
1: you know force stop kind of thing. Sure, but then eventually <laughs> you get to uh, you're trying to postpone your pleasure uh, as much as possible.
0: Ah, yeah, it's uh. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, I don't know if it's quite classed as like, like S and M, or no, I don't think it is. But you know, like uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, people. And if you I, don't, I you're probably you're too saying. young to yeah. be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say to? But,
1: uh, well, yeah, I think it's really effective, and I'm surprised more. You know, horror movies don't maybe uh, take this kind of lesson, but it's always so much creepier or scarier when you're putting the scene together in your head. As opposed to, yeah, just seeing it, like, flat out, right? I, I think it does good at showing you just enough um, while still, like, you know, giving you all you need to kind of, like, go, like, oh, like, oh no, oh, no, they just did that or that. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, by the end, it does get more and more and shows more and stuff.
0: Yeah, there's a character they introduced early on. And you legitimately don't know what this character's intentions are, what they're there for. And but you start to suspect the worst. You start to think, oh maybe, mm, bad. And there's a moment. There's a very specific moment where it kinda gets scary,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a really creepy yeah. way. And I was not expecting. And it was kind of like up until this point, I wasn't sure how I felt yet. I was like, okay, I don't know what it's doing yet. I'm like, okay, it looks pretty, but like, where is it going? Yeah. What's it doing? And there's a very specific shot where I went, oh, I think I like this movie. And I'll I'll tell yeah. you. I'll, obviously, I'll, I'll keep it for spoilers because it's. Uh,
1: but just I'll. Yeah, like, well, we'll go into more detail in spoilers. But uh, the the way I was kind of thinking about it is you have that, you know, horror cliche of, you know, people yelling at the screen saying, like, don't do that. Don't go in there, blah, blah, blah. And I, I had that kind of feeling uh, while watching this, but in a more like realistic way, where you're like, uh, oh, like, you, you want to tell the character, like, oh, don't don't do that. Or don't let this person in. But it's like, um, but I could also see why they would, like, there's not really a sense of foreboding yet, like, in the real life uh, of these characters, but you can feel it as, like, a viewer.
0: Yeah, the camera work and the way it's been filmed is telling us more than the characters know, and because yeah. of that, we we are sort of predicting things that they're maybe not yet, and you, you kind of get into it. And like like you say, like, the idea of letting us figure out what's what's going on, rather than just telling us, like, showing us something, giving us enough, and... It's, I mean it shows us the whole thing, but you, you it's happening slowly and your mind's putting it together as you're watching it. Like this is what's about to this is what this character's about to do. And it builds yeah. this and it makes it more engaging because you feel like you're interacting with it because you are thinking about it and you're putting it together. Uh whereas when it just quickly cuts between things and shows you like, Oh, here's what happened very quickly. Next. <laughs> uh yeah. you know, so it's very effective. And, you know, it went it went in a place that I mean I I I mean, like I said I didn't know what this movie was before I watched it and I certainly didn't know where it was gonna go even once I once I got where it started getting into the horror stuff. I'm like, okay, where's this going? What, what was it ultimately gonna do? Um but I, I didn't really you know, I didn't see where the last like twenty minutes was gonna take us at all. Like that was a yeah. complete surprise, like where we went down that path.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um But it worked. It, I I thought it was very enjoyable. very atmospheric. Um uh, very well paced well shot uh, it's a short movie it's a little bit uh, yeah. and
1: 16 minutes uh which yeah and it doesn't it gets it gets going pretty much right away and it doesn't really feel like um it, it it's ever wasting time or anything it, it it does feel pretty brief um but also uh, yeah i feel like you know adding too much you know could have Really slowed down it. It works really well with how much it's got.
0: Yeah, they, they don't add anything that we don't need. Like everything there's, you know, I feel like any, I feel like a director who didn't want to film it this way and wanted to just do it in a more traditional, quick way. This would be a mm. short film that's maybe twenty minutes long. But because of the shooting style, yeah. because of the way it's shot and the way it lets the scenes breathe, it's why it's as long as it is. Um, but no, I, I, I would I would recommend it. Um, but certainly, you know what you're getting into. This is not. Your mainstream horror movie this is more of an yeah. art, artful slow paced kind of movie um now <laughs> it's funny obviously i was I was you know in my head I was kind of thinking about movies like darling, which is was you know also a black and white movie about like a, a central female character um mm-hmm. very different style that was more of a that that wasn't as sort of long take style, but it was very stylistic in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. I would probably say I prefer that film. I think this one didn't quite hit me the way that one did. Um, or even the way the uh, girl who walks alone, alone at night.
1: But I I got shades of that from that. From yeah, this
0: movie a little bit of that in there. Um, I would say that's weaker on those two, but still very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be my mm-hmm. my final. Well, not final, but my my final spoiler-free thought before
1: me. We... You know what's kind of funny is um. You know, again, not to go too much, you know, uh, without spoilers, but I kind of feel like we're having a, a theme with some movies we're watching this year of just like what loneliness can like do to a woman like <laughs> uh, like this is the third movie we've done about. Uh, yeah, just kind of like uh, you can't go into too much, but just like that kind of theme, I guess. I'm trying to think about all too.
0: Are we talking about the ones that I just mentioned or are we talking about something this year?
1: Well, I would say, yeah, uh, from this year, uh, we had um, Sweet, Sweet Lonely Girl. Okay, um, yeah, okay. And uh, even a little bit of... uh, What was the one we just did a couple of weeks ago?
0: Oh, Black Coat's Daughter.
1: That's it, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I felt like you could make similar themes between all these movies.
0: Certainly... Sweet, sweet lonely girl. I can definitely see mm-hmm. some of that creeping in here. Yeah. Um, it was actually kind of surprising, actually, because when when the when Francesca and this goes to like there's a very similar scene between between Sweet, Sweet Lonely Girl and Darling. They all have this thing where they go and meet someone and like they bring them back to the house, kind of idea. Um, oh yeah. yeah. And it, it was actually surprising to me how relatively normal the, like Francesca and this was coming off.
1: Like oh, yeah. Compared to
0: the other girls in those other movies, where they were immediately really weird, and well, this—I mm-hmm. mean, she was a bit quiet in this, but she still, when she did speak, it didn't sound like she was like she still felt like she was saying normal things in a normal way, and it didn't strike me as as quite as weird as yeah. those others. But was just as since you mentioned those, <laughs> it kind of comparing those in my head. Uh, let's get some spoilers though. Let's do some okay. full spoilers now for. Uh, the eyes of my mother i forgot the title of the movie there i do apologize um it's because i I kept doubting myself before we watched it i was like okay i want to do that movie but i i I literally only suggested doing this movie because it was in imdb's oh you like this one we recommend this and i clicked on it because i thought the poster looked good and i i read Mm. black and white and like a psychological and i went oh yeah we're doing this (laughs) time we're doing this uh in fact Funny now that Tim has loved it so much that uh, I remember him
1: resisting slightly and saying, oh great, one of these. <laughs> I admit I wasn't looking forward to it but I was very, very surprised after mm. watching it. Mm.
0: Alright, so let's, let's <laughs> do some spoilers. So, yeah. So yeah. Uh, apparently the character's name is Charlie. I, never, I don't think I ever... Actually, it does say his name now that I'm thinking about it. He
1: he mentions it, I, I feel like, very early on when um the mother comes out and he's yeah, just kind of there talking uh, to the daughter. I, I think he mentions it like maybe once. Yeah,
0: the daughter being Francesca, this is when she's a, a mm-hmm. little girl. Uh, and we've seen our mother, like, our mother was a, a, an optician, or sorry, not even an optician, she was a, an eye surgeon, specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she she was showing Francesca how to like take out the eye out of a cow, <laughs> because yeah. that's what she learned to use. And mm-hmm. she's t- sort of like teaching her about the eye and like the, the different parts of it and all the rest of it. But anyway, so we see we see fr- little Francesca out outside, and this guy comes up and he's he's like, "Sure." I, th- I actually thought a lot of comic books at first. I was like, is he "Sure, here's my vintage action comics number 32, uh <laughs> yeah. Little girl, Are you impressed. <laughs> that's that's kind of what it felt like. But you know, the mark comes in, and obviously we're like, "Okay, this is a creepy guy, middle of nowhere." Well, they live in the middle of nowhere. They're in this like sort of farm,
1: and. It's like a very isolated country. That's yeah. is kind of why I wasn't sure exactly um, where it takes place. Like you said, yeah, everyone does have like American accents, but yeah, I could have easily seen this as being like a very rural countryside of yeah, even, you know, even almost Fran- anywhere.
0: Even Francesca, when she speaks in English, she's got a, an American accent, which makes sense because she, yeah. she's living here uh, and grew up. Mm-hmm. But um, So you, you have this creepy guy in... But honestly, like I, I legitimately like, even though I'm suspecting, okay, it's a dark movie, it's going to be a horror movie. Like, I'm expecting some cruel intentions here. But at the same time, he plays it very like he, down the line, where you can't really tell. He's, at first, at first, of course, so yeah. obviously, eventually it goes one way. But
1: that, like, that's what I was kind of like alluding to earlier. Like, as a viewer, since I know I'm watching a horror movie, yeah, I, I I'm questioning everything this guy does. And i but I feel like in real life, um I think you would think he was a little weird, but maybe not necessarily dangerous. Like, oh I don't really like this guy, he's a little creepy, but would, you know, would, whatever. Would you let
0: him in the house or so use the bathroom?
1: In this day and age, no, but <laughs> like I mean honestly though, I, I feel like you know, we're much more um we we know a lot more about like Creepiness, and I think like a little more fearful. Like I could definitely see someone doing this, like in the past and like the 70s or 80s, you know. But oh well, they're a little weird, but you know, um, doing to others.
0: I think the argument maybe here would be that she knows there's not another house for X number of miles, Uh, so maybe. But then again, the argument is well, there's a forest behind you. You know, going, (laughs) you've got an entire (laughs) landscape to like you know soil the ground with. You you don't really have to use a bathroom. Uh, no, to be fair, he doesn't actually say what he's, I mean, he doesn't say, "Oh, I need to take a dump." He, he says it, He wants to use the bathroom. That could mean, "Oh, I need to wash my face," or uh, mm-hmm. you know, get some water to take my medication. Well, there could be a legitimate reason why he needs access to a bathroom. Um, actually, the first yeah. sign for me, the first true sign for me that there was something nefarious mm-hmm. about him, mm-hmm. is actually when he asked to to go in. He I can't remember the exact reason but the, the key point that I'm pointing out here is that he said he repeated a word that felt very unnatural and because it's something you do when you're nervous and you're asking something or you're saying something that's kind of a lie. He said, uh, uh, could I use your bathroom bathroom for a second? Please. It'll only take a second. Like he repeated that like mm-hmm. a second, you know, he said that twice, which, you yeah. know, it's bad English. If you, if you wrote that down, uh, like yeah. back to back like that, that's just bad English. Cause you're, you're not varying your, your speech enough. But when you say it out loud like that, Cause at least when you're you're writing like a story, if you, if you're not a good writer, you know you're in school saying or you're doing like mm-hmm. that's something common you might do is you might just repeat your words too much, and that's that's fine because you're, you're you're writing and you're trying to like do a story, you're trying to be, I don't know witty with your words or smart with your words, mm-hmm. but saying it out loud you typically never do that unless you're either nervous because you're lying or because something else, you know like, mm-hmm. uh like it was just it was a sign I was like hmm he's
1: up to something, mm-hmm. uh. I think for me, it might have been um, maybe a little bit before that or maybe a little bit, like, right after. But just when he he smiles, it's such a creepy, like, maniacal kind of smile that, yeah, it kind of set off, like, some bells. But uh, I think...
0: Mm -hmm. uh, The moment where, like, the movie grabbed me, though, is when they go inside and he's, like... Like, oh where's your bathroom and she points it out and then she, he starts asking questions like oh is your is your husband uh late and i'm like okay now he's like double checking there's a husband coming home soon
1: what uh, what i love is that he i think when he was outside he asked if there's anyone else and she says like oh like my husband's gonna be home anytime soon oh. and then it's a great callback when he's inside and he says i i think he goes is your hu- is your husband usually late and then he kinda like pauses for a second and he's "Because like, you said he's gonna be home any second and then I think he kinda smiles and he just goes like, Oh, like he is definitely planning something. Yeah.
0: But the moment that the moment the movie grabbed me though, mm-hmm. uh, that was building to it, but that, that wasn't the moment. The moment was after. It was when he is after she asked a couple of times to uh, you know, she suggested with the bathroom wash, like give him directions like three times and mm-hmm. then she asked him to leave when he started doing all this question. He steps up close to her and the camera shot, he's like right in the middle of the camera frame and he's looking basically right at the camera. And he says something like, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, I'm trying to be nice, let's do this the easy yeah. way or I'm going to start he, to get impatient or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, he wants her to show him where the bathroom yeah. is. He Because keep, he keeps saying yeah. like, oh, where is it? And she gives him directions and he's like, I think you should show me.
0: But it's, uh, it's, it's this framing and this smile... It looks mm. so manic. I was like, "This guy could play the Joker." That's what it felt oh, like yeah. it, for, for this yeah. shot. He it, it looked that ma- just maniacal. It was, it was insane. And even his hair I mean, felt kind of clown like, because it was kind of poofy in the size at the top.
1: It, it, rem- it, it kind of looks like the, um, like the famous like killing joke kind of scene where he mm. he has like his hands in his hair, like it, ha- it looks like that kind of style.
0: Yeah, I was really getting those vibes, and that was kind of the. It was a genuine creepiness when he was this close to the camera and smelling at me through the lens. Yeah, right. Where I was like, "Okay, right, this movie's starting to grab me. This is like I'm starting to feel what the movie wants to make me feel now."
1: And um, this is probably like all in what, like the first five minutes or so. Like, yeah, five, it, maybe it,
0: ten. Like, I, I think yeah. there's there's some stuff at the start with the,
1: you know, the mother teaching her stuff and like you, yeah. get, you get these kind of things. But I think that's um, why I was really like captivated by it because it really you know it, it doesn't take a half hour to build stuff and you know it's just right away you have this really weird creepy guy you don't know what what's going on but it just it does such a good job just sucking you in
0: yeah and i think i think it kept being surprising as well i mean at least not knowing what never seen a trailer and not knowing what it was really about it kept Mm -hmm. surprising me because so we cut away from that to the 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 dad who's driving home Mm -hmm. right um, and I, by the way, I thought his introduction was really interesting. It was kind of like it was showing that he wasn't that close to the daughter because like the the mother's like showing her the cow eye and all that, and the dad kind of walks like into frame and you don't really see him, you just see the back of him, and he walks out the shot, and then there's like a, a shot of you know Fran, Francesca playing with the eye or whatever, and she's focused on that, but the dad's paused at the door and he's turned around and looked at her, but he's out of focus. It never focuses on him, and it it does this job of making him feel distant, like you know the mother's quite close to her. he's not really like they're kind of distant from each other yeah um but it cuts to the dad in the car from from that previous scene with the the close-ups uh i mean he pulls out the gun of course first like there's a whole thing where he pulls out a gun and he makes francesca sit down uh but Mm. it cuts away from that you don't really get to see what's happening and like the dad's driving home and you think all right he's all gonna walk in and everything's already happened and there's like a bloodbath. Probably just the mother, because uh, you know, the daughter's the main character. I'm not expecting her to be dead. Maybe kidnapped, perhaps. Uh, but I'm thinking, okay, so either he's going to walk in, it's already been over, or he's going to walk in in the middle of it, and he's also going to die, because he's going to be taken by surprise. Mm-hmm. Not for a second did I expect the, the movie to be... No, 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 no. He goes in, he catches yeah. him, and kills him. He... Mm-hmm well it doesn't kill him actually sorry he he beats the shit out of him and um, mm-hmm. i thought he was dead because even the him yeah. in the, the 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 tarp or whatever it was and they were dragging mm-hmm. him and they had that shot with the cameras on the tarp with them and it's like shaking and dragging along i was i thought he was mm-hmm. dead at that point <laughs> until no. it got to the the next scenes obviously
1: and i thought when he first comes in and you're, you're hearing like it's so unsettling you're hearing this noise um uh, mm you know, coming from the bathroom, and, and at first
0: I... It's all one shot from behind him, it's like following him around the house, and you eventually see Francesca, like, sitting in the, 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 the chair, and she says, oh, he told me to sit, or she says something like like that, and you're just following him around the house as you hear this noise, and it builds till there's eventually some, like, you know, noises of pain mixed in with the thumping.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, I, I don't know about you, but actually, at first I thought that the mother might still be alive, he might be raping her, Uh, yeah i thought
0: that at one point the the noise sounded kind of sexual at one point yeah
1: yeah. uh which uh sorry i hate hate to bring it up but that's like that was the first thing that came through my mind but then you just see like i'm not even sure maybe if that's what the dad thought was going on too because it kind of seemed like he you know wasn't really sure what was going on and then it's such a great shot of just him opening the bathroom door and you just see yeah like charlie just like stabbing the bathtub and uh, and it's just so good like yeah it doesn't need to focus on or do any close ups again it's just and, like it's, it's
0: just quick he opens the door you see it for like two seconds and it <laughs> cuts to the next scene and that's yeah. when he, he just lands he lands on the, the tarp and he's been dragged and you think oh okay okay so that's where we went and it felt like it, it like skipped the thing and it was like oh that's how that ended okay that's interesting um, yeah. and from there we have this this whole thing where they, they keep him alive in the barn like he's, he's in the barn uh, chained up but he's, like, screaming, you know, periodically and all all these kind of things. And the dad's, like, he gets Francesca to help bury the mother. They don't go to the authorities, which you're thinking they they, they probably would at this
1: point. Like, you know, like, whatever. Uh, If, If I have maybe one complaint about the movie, is I really wasn't exactly sure what this motivation was. One, for not calling the cops, um... And two for keeping this guy alive. Like, I guess maybe you keep him alive because you want to torture him or something. But well, that's um, why you call the like, cops.
0: I mean, you yeah. can't you can't call the cops and torture the the, the perpetrator.
1: I don't know. It, it seems well. I mean, yeah, it's true. But it's, <laughs> like, like if but, the
0: intention is to keep him alive to torture him, mm-hmm. you can't be calling the cops for that.
1: Yeah, but I I don't know. That's it's, it. Seems like a weird step. <laughs> like well, yeah, it is a step,
0: but like, for, for me that shows you how weird this family is, not it maybe shows you mm. why she's also so weird, because her dad's kind mm. of... Um, not that I think her dad was like a killer before this or anything. I feel like this was the first time he's done anything like this. Um,
1: there's something in him that this is an acceptable... Like yeah, thing to do. like
0: he, I don't think he calls the coach because I, f- I feel like he he feels he's taking justice into his own hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's very detached after this. Like he barely speaks, and he just kind of sits there. And uh, and after the deal with Barry and the mother, he he complains. Like the one thing he does say actually after that is he complains about the uh, the noise, like the guy Charlie's screaming in the bar, and Fr- Francesca is in, and you don't really know where this is going. She goes up to him, and she's kind of. And then she asks him some questions. She's like, "Oh, why do you do it?" And he's like, "Oh, because it feels amazing." And you know, why mm-hmm. us? Because you let me in, and like, just all these. And very creepy. It's all very kind of like serial killer esque. And um, then it cut. It jumps ahead later, and sort of the, the, the like you know, like a, half an hour later, whatever it would be. And she's removed his eyes, and <laughs> uh, like you know, cut his throat so he can't speak. Like mm-hmm. she she she's done this, and it's like holy shit the girl just like took his eyes out that is dark um, and yeah. <laughs> and you know at one point also he asked like you know are you going to kill me and she says no mm-hmm. you're like my only friend i was like yeah Jeez.
1: In know in, <laughs> in a weird way it feels like she's not doing it to torture him but more to like keep him like yeah oh like i can do this and you, so that you can stay forever and like you know my dad won't get mad and people won't realize you're here and you know you'll just be like my friend forever yeah, it's
0: really dark and she feeds
1: him and, like, obviously
0: can't speak. Like, there's this really disgusting noise as he's trying to eat because he's, like, you know, he's kind of... And it's this weird thing where you don't really feel sympathy because, obviously, he's this vicious killer who, you know, Mm -hmm. know, came out of the house and brutally murdered her mother for no reason. But there is a point where it's like, oh, this is really inhumane. Like, this is, like, dark (laughs) as shit. Um... Which is why later on in the movie, when she starts like you know doing it to someone else, it's like oh no, this is you've, mm. <laughs> like like before yeah. I was like mildly sympathetic towards you, but like now you're <laughs> you're, you're off the deep end here. Um yeah. I mean she she does keep him for a long time, at least like a decade. Like cause she grows mm-hmm. up, she's like you know she's an adult. Her dad, uh, you know, when she's older dies, so she's on her own. She's lonely. And she's crying that she doesn't want to be alone. She she's, she specifically mm. says that. I don't know if she says it to dad or if she says it when she's like talking to her dead mother because she does that occasionally. Or she'll go out mm-hmm. to where her mother is and she'll, you know, buried and she'll like cry and be like, ah, I don't want to be alone. I'm so lonely." Um. Right. And this is sort of where the film takes this turn where she she kind of seeks out more people mm-hmm. because she's on her own. And she drives out to this bar and again it's this long shot like uh, looking through the windscreen of the road until she like pulls in and parks and we see her go in to this this bar and then it just cuts it cuts to like someone else sitting in the car with her. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll have to go through the whole process of her finding someone. And she's with mm-hmm. this this girl, uh who IMDB is telling me is uh, Kimiko. Uh <laughs> but I don't think I ever <laughs> learned her name in the movie. So
1: Yeah, if they say it it's pretty it must be brief. Yeah,
0: uh, but they kind of make a smile. She's like, oh, so, so where do you live? And she's like it's pretty close by. Mm-hmm. And then I get it cuts to the house. She's in the house and I'm like, oh no, you know, I mean, I didn't know her name. I, I was just like, you know, Asian girl, you better run, like you, you're in trouble <laughs> here. Like, um, but she, she could and, and you know, first of all, it is just kind of like this. They're almost like thirteen-year-olds, who like are too awkward to like talk to each <laughs> other, and they're kind of like really quiet. And she's like, oh, I don't usually do this, come home with someone, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe Francesca is is gay. It, it, although given the later scene, it seems like she's just by or she's, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, up for anything, essentially. You know, it doesn't matter who <laughs> it is. She she just doesn't want to be lonely, and yeah. uh, she she's making with the small talk and you know, Kimiko's asking all these questions like you know, you know, this is your parents' house. Uh, you live here alone, yada uh, yada. You know, who is your mother? And she talks a little bit about her fascination with the the body because her mother used to talk to her about the eyes and stuff. Uh, and then the dad, and she mentions she killed the dad, and this is where this is where Kimiko starts getting a little bit creeped out.
1: Yeah, Francesca needs to learn to lie a little bit.
0: Well, she kind of she's... tries to backtrack, like, but it takes her a while. She eventually <laughs> pretends it was a joke, but she she yeah. she, t- she takes it so seriously for a good couple of like mm-hmm. seconds, minutes, or whatever. And eventually, like Kimiko gets up and she's like, "Okay, it's probably time for me to go." And I and I to go home, and she mm-hmm. tries to use the phone. The phone's dead, and she tries to like get out. And I mean. Francesca's offering to drive her home, so it feels like she's mm-hmm. going to go along with it. And then it just, like, it cuts to her yeah. mopping up or scrubbing the floor. There's blood on the floor.
1: And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so uh, it, it's so, like, tense uh, and awkward, too. Like, I feel really yeah bad in that scene. And I wonder, um, like, if I go back and, and actually see, like, how long it was, because it felt like it lasted so long but not in like a not in a bad way like it's like oh when is, is it, the scene it, gonna be it, over but in a in an like, awkward yeah, like way because way
0: you, yeah. you feel awkward about what's happening so it feels like mm-hmm. the pauses between the questions and the answers are lasting yeah. forever but it's it's very intentional it's in, a, in a, a good way and then and then so and what probably like about that is it, like the tensions building and boiling and it's kind of this weird awkwardness and you feel like she's in danger that just cuts to her scrubbing the floor which obviously is a sort of almost punchline to the what the build-up was because like oh she did just kill her but it's also very Mm -hmm. cold and it's very like it just goes back down to zero it's like oh this is just mundane for her like this is normal she's doing this now um and you don't even think about it and it's 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 a good counterbalance to all the tension that was building up um Mm -hmm. and then she, she 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 actually brings in uh charlie from like the she leads him in, and obviously he's blind and he can't speak, so he's like just sort of, he's been like and she gives him a bath, potentially the first bath he's had in like 10 years. And yeah. the, then we're seeing where I guess she, she's you know feeling the, the full effect of her loneliness. She, she takes him up to her bed and she takes her clothes off and then you know begins an act of sex. We you know we cut away before we really see any of it, but mm-hmm. it's like. Okay, like th- this is so messed up in so many levels. Like, that this man is a serial killer who murdered your mother. You then held him captive, cut out his eyes, and you know, <laughs> like, muted him for and kept him a captive, like a, like a wild pet for years. Yeah. And now, I mean, you're raping him. I, I guess, like, mm-hmm. uh, and it just like it's so messed up in so many ways. Yeah
1: like that's he, m- like not to mention like he's kind of be a lot older than her now at this point cuz obviously oh yeah, yeah. he first met her as a child so it's like yeah I was find it's weird <laughs> like hey, uh, t- t- I think the age difference is the least of the worries in this scenario I don't know I just say it just adding it on top of it now I I do kind of wonder if this was something specifically she wanted to do... Like, she actually wanted to do the act, or if she wanted to do this to have a baby, like, for that kind of companionship.
0: I don't think she was doing it to have a baby. I I know why you're saying that, obviously, because later on she ends up stealing a baby, but Mm I
1: think... I don't think she It was more just the act of being that close to someone.
0: I, I think... Because the the way I read the whole baby thing is that I don't think she even ever thought of that until it was because she says oh thank you for this gift mother or something like that uh, Mm -hmm. when she's she's presented with the idea Um, and I don't think she ever thought of it before that I think it was when the opportunity came knocking it was like oh this is an idea (laughs) like you know that's the way I read that scene so I think that previous sex scene was just about the sex. Okay. It was about feeling something, and of course, she wakes up in the middle of the night, and she's like, "We've seen her like sleeping in the same bed as her father mm-hmm. uh, before, and that was kind of normal." And she was, so she was sleeping, but obviously, like she just had sex with uh, Charlie. You expect him to be there, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Is is this a different night, or is he supposed to be there?" And she's going to wake up and be like, "Where is he?" Uh, and of course, yeah. that turns out to be the case, and he's, he's he's she looks outside, and she's he's running in the woods. Well, he's not yeah. running because he can't run. He's blind, and he's got chains on, so he's kind of stumbling forward.
1: and this is probably my favorite shot in the movie uh when she goes out to kill him and it's just this just you're seeing everything through the window yeah it's just
0: one long static shot behind the window although it is tracking in slowly behind the window like it is Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of movement and yeah you just see her walk out but you can see off in the distance she has a knife in her right hand and she's Mm -hmm. walking out and again it takes a long time for her to get to him and you can sort of see him sort of starting to turn around like he, he can hear someone's coming so he knows he's in danger mm-hmm. and she gets she gets up and she does start to stab him and i think what i like about this you know on top of just how beautiful the shot is and how sort of uh mm-hmm. creepy the whole thing is is just how pathetic he is like in this like last moment of his life where he's oh, yeah. he's trying to stumble blindly away in his underwear with chains on as if he has mm-hmm. any hope of actually get like even just this chance of getting away is worth a, an attempt for him. Yeah. It, it's just it's just there's something so pathetic about it. On top of being you know scary and mm-hmm. creepy and cruel, e- even if he you you know arguably he deserves some of it. <laughs> but then, oh, yeah. I mean, like at this point, though, no, it's like this has been ten years of being held captive, like a, mm-hmm. with nothing to do. It's not even like he can watch TV while he's in his yeah. <laughs> his barn. He's just lying there in pain all this time. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and like
1: uh, he's like an awful person but yeah in a weird way you do kind of like feel bad for him I don't, I don't know it's a, it's kind of a sticky situation also she
0: she keeps body parts in the fridge by the way she cuts them up and keeps parts uh, of them in the fridge <laughs> and p- p- possibly eats them uh at the very least maybe feeds them back to him at least before this anyway uh, yeah. I, I don't think it ever made it clear that she's a cannibal or not it seemed like she might be just keeping them for other reasons yeah it's hard to tell. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, so so then she does so this whole thing where she sort of prays to her mother for like, oh, it's, it's, you know, I'm so lonely. I don't want to be alone anymore. Like, well, stop killing everyone. You come in contact with <laughs> things, you stupid <laughs> bitch. Uh, but she's, so she's out in the woods. She she's stumbled out, and this car comes by again. It's this big wide shot. You just see the truck come in, and you see her get in the car from a distance. Obviously, they've offered her a ride. Oh, do you live near here? I'll take you home. Uh, and mm-hmm. obviously, we should mention at this point: there's title cards. Like there's three sections of the movie. It comes mm-hmm. up at the start, saying one mother, and then just before the father dies, two father. And uh, and but when the father died in the second part, I'm like, okay, these title cards refer to who's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 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 third title card, the mm-hmm. final one, was family. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, I'm like, oh God. Like like you know, like because I I think the title card comes up after she gets in the truck be, before we cut inside the truck. Like you mm-hmm. see the big wide shot, she gets in the truck, it's coming up saying the family and then it cuts inside and it's a mother and a, a baby and I'm like, holy mm-hmm. shit uh, <laughs> and what, what I like about this actually Oh by the way uh, just to mention when she was stabbing uh, Charlie and it does go out mm-hmm. to like a close up and she's sort of hugging him as she does it, she says, You were right by the way, it does feel amazing. Uh mm-hmm. oh she says it in Portuguese, so I don't even know if you understood that. But yeah. uh but hey. So but again, <laughs> it's a cyclical feeling because her with the because it when they this part of the car they've had some small talk, but when they part of the car she's like, Oh, can I hold the baby? And she's like, Oh go on, just just one minute. Uh and the mother like, Okay, sure, uh like, here you go, he,
1: like, hold his head. Um, yeah. and it's funny because it feels really reminiscent of like the first scene with the mother uh, and Charlie that's
0: what I was saying yeah it's, it's yeah. cyclical like it comes back around she's mm-hmm. doing the same thing except in this case uh, like maybe she gives in a little bit easier because and this is just a sort of natural thing that it, you know a woman is less intimidating like it doesn't yeah. necessarily feel like as threatening as like this creepy guy who comes in the house mm-hmm. um, especially since they've already been in the car for a little bit she's given her a ride home and um, mm-hmm. But of course, immediately she like you know she runs in the house with it, and the mother like comes screaming after her, trying to get in. Uh, and you can sort of see where this is going to go. Like she's 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 running about the house trying to find her child. Uh, when she once mm-hmm. she gets inside, and then she sees she sees the baby on the bed, and then up comes Francesca from behind and just you know
1: slots slots the knife in. Yeah, she's I actually like, thought this was probably like the most the hardest scene to watch in the movie like I found this like a lot more disturbing than like the you know like the actual killing people and stuff like just the idea of you know it, it's such a young child and someone just like so frantically like running away um and, and again everything's like played out very you know it's not like over the top it it seems like very you know, realistic. Uh, and oh, again, to it compare really it creepy. again
0: to that opening scene, or not the opening scene, but the scene with uh, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Like this is the same thing. Like she's killing the mother, and I mean, at she didn't actually kill her quite yet. Mm-hmm. But she's she's killing the mother in like potentially stealing the child. Like because he wasn't going to kill, at least didn't seem mm-hmm. like he was going to kill Francesca. Maybe it would would have, but like it feels mm-hmm. like it's a very similar incident that that had happened before, and now she's yeah. the culprit. Uh, like like it's almost like uh, the title the father wasn't even referring to her actual father. You could almost argue it's referring to him because he's inspired all this even though, like, you know, what position was he in to be a father figure? Like, beyond, Mm -hmm. you know, planting the seeds of the ideas maybe in her head. Uh, But, like, really good stuff. But then she keeps her, she keeps the mother who's still alive. She takes out her eyes. She can't speak. So you feel nothing but sympathy for her. Like, she's just an innocent victim and she's Mm -hmm. chained up and all that. Uh, And then we actually find out another time jump happens. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's with uh, the the kids like now like like eight or ten or whatever age he is. Yeah. And you know
1: what? One of the things I love about this movie is I don't think there was any point where I really saw what was gonna happen. Like like i like all of a sudden you know <coughs> it, yeah like it, it jumps in t- forward in time and i don't know how old the kid is like five or six or something but it's like oh like she's like raising this kid now. i was like oh, okay wow I, like at no point did i really think though this is where the movie's going um yeah No. I, I think you can predict
0: it within the scene you can see where the yeah, scene's yeah, yeah. going but you can never really feel like you know where the whole story's going um But the kid, like, never noticed there was someone in the barn before, and he starts asking questions, and uh, he sneaks in there at night, and it's this really sad thing where the mother can't see him, but she can hear someone's there, and you get this real sense, this feeling that she knows it's him, that it's her Mm. child that's in the room with her, and he, he gets scared and runs away, but eventually he goes in again, and it leads to her escaping, like... Uh, and Francesca doesn't know about this until the next day. She gets up in the morning, she sees that the door's open. She walks into the barn, and the camera never goes in the barn. We stay outside, but we just hear her scream once she goes inside. And that actually comes back to the opening shot of the movie, which is uh, the the truck driver, it's, it's actually this this mother that he sees uh, stumbling down the road, blind with chains on, and falling to the ground. And- which...
1: Like up until this point, I had almost completely forgotten about that opening scene. Yeah,
0: meet me as well because there's so much else going on that you just you forget that that's kind of because you do you never see her close enough in the opening scene to like see that she's got like a bandage over her eyes yeah. to like connect all those little dots that you know make her the same as the previous victim. So yeah. like you know, you have all those things, but uh, it, so you have that and like she realizes that like the police are coming back to the house and the movie ends with her. Running into the house, getting a knife, like sit, standing in front of her baby or her child, so she's a you know you know forcibly adopted, and obviously the kid doesn't know this, like the kid's like just you know thinks that's his mother, yeah. and she's like no matter what they say, I never remember you know what, what I meant to you, like you know I'm, I'm mm-hmm. your mother, blah, blah blah blah, and you know it ends with like the police coming in and you just like it cuts you know you hear shots, you see you hear the shots, you just see the outside of the house, mm-hmm. and that's the movie, that's that's the the wrap up, mm-hmm. Um yeah.
1: And, yeah, I, I I described
0: the whole plot there. I don't know if I was intended on doing <laughs> that, but I, it just...
1: Well, I, I think, like, it's, like, each, like, scene or, you know, if you break it up into segments or whatever, is so specific. I feel like it kind of warrants to go it pretty does, much through the whole movie.
0: Because it, it, it keeps going in places that are unpredictable. I did, I did not expect it to jump ahead in time again after mm-hmm. she got to adulthood. And I certainly, like, didn't expect it... Like I, I had no idea this was going to be about her killing and like kidnapping people.
1: Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that at the start of the movie. <laughs> so, um, like like I say, I, I I almost thought like the dad was going to get killed as well, and then it was going to be just her and the the killer, and the killer was maybe going to erase her or something. Or, um, but like I actually I like the title now that I know that the like the mother like taught her how to take out eyes. Like the whole idea mm-hmm. of the eyes of my mother uh, has a a completely different meaning to it now <laughs> than what it does before. Yeah. So. That's pretty cool. Um, like I said, very stylistic. Uh, all all these long, brooding shots, letting things breathe, letting things happen in the frame. Um, mm-hmm. It's that idea where you're waiting for the thing to happen. And some people think that's painful and boring. I don't. I love it. I, I love getting a shot of just like an empty room and wondering, okay, why are we getting a shot of an empty room? Something's going to happen. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you're, you're predicting it. You start to think about it. What's happening? And
1: I I mean, I think definitely in the wrong hands, it can be pretty painful. But in this case, it was. I I feel like everything was just handled so well, and the shots all looked so good that even if it was slower and you had to be a little more patient, I thought it was worth it because, you know, it it looked so good and the payoff was great. Yeah, yeah,
0: some some of the shots in this you could print out and put in the wall. That's how good some of this looked. Uh, the like the, the scene I mentioned where the, the the son is like in the barn with the you know the mother with the you know she's chained up she can't speak she's got the bandage over her eyes and she's sort of reaching out for him. Yeah. Um. Like she's like behind her there's nothing but darkness and she's reaching out and he's like his back to the camera so you just see like the the silhouette of him almost like the outline mm-hmm. of the light hitting him and she's like reaching out into the light and it's just it's this really sad but horrific image. And like yeah. just there's a lot of shots like that where you just like, you can appreciate just like that's why almost like it hit, like it, it's never tedious that it's taken a long time because the shots themselves are always so beautiful.
1: Yeah, and it's it's so weird that like the movie it looks so beautiful, but it's one of the like <laughs> grossest, most disturbing stories. Like everything about the the story is unsettling, but visually it all looks so good.
0: Yeah, uh, again, maybe that you know those two things like counteract each other. I mean, it's one thing to make Texas Chainsaw and have it be grainy and grimy and look disgusting, mm-hmm. uh, but it's another thing to say, "Oh, this looks normal," but there's something yeah. horrific happening beneath the surface, and uh, that that can be a very very valid way of doing one of these things. So um, clearly, we recommend it. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> we've been you know we went through it and talked about uh, mm. you know characters and stuff and shots and all the rest of it. Um, and obviously again it's, a, it's the main character Francesca it's all about her feeling lonely and being very messed up because this incident I mean I get the impression she was already a little bit weird because she was lonely and there was maybe no other kids around but certainly yeah. this incident of him coming in and like killing her mother uh, oh, yeah. is like a big factor uh, but <laughs> yeah, to be fair she starts like she, she immediately takes it it's like, it's like the next night or something like that where she does take out his eyes and her mm-hmm. reaction when she's like sitting in the chair and the dad comes in is very like non-emotional. You almost get the sense that there was already something there. Uh, yeah, you know, um, and the story of the mother tells at the start about you know loneliness can make the mind go mad, uh, mm-hmm. and the eyes are a big part of that. You start to see things differently, uh, which is really what the movie's about. Like it's her seeing the world differently to everyone else. Um yeah. So no, uh, I, I I would recommend it. I think it's a solid watch, especially since it's so goddamn short. And <laughs> it's beautiful and all these things. Uh,
1: yeah, and uh, right now it's streaming on Netflix, so it's it's easy to watch too. Hmm.
0: Uh, so with that said, I guess we'll mm-hmm. uh, do some ratings. Tim, how, what's your
1: rating for this? Uh I feel like I'm kind of dancing between like an eight and an eight point five, but I don't know. The, the more I think about it, the more I really like it. So uh, you know, sometimes a little hesitant to give you know a newer movie too high of a score, but I don't know. I think I am going to go eight point five on this one
0: okay, uh, and I'm only allowed to a solid eight, and the reason why it's not going higher for me is, like I say, compared to similar movies, like I think they grabbed me a little bit more mm-hmm. uh I, I think and I think the reason for that is that I think the character of Francesca herself, I don't mm-hmm. think was as interesting as some of those other characters, like there was maybe uh I don't know like it's hard to explain, but it just for whatever reason she wasn't quite as fascinating as like darling was in darling that uh, that was i mean that was a name wasn't it yeah spell awesome since we watched it now yeah i think that was a name um
1: yeah see it, it's kind of funny because it's like the opposite for me uh I, again like, i can't really rightfully explain it e- either why for some reason the characters stood out more for me than some of the other ones we watched but yeah something about it maybe yeah made me a little more interested than some of the other ones we watched that were similar to it
0: I, th- I think I think the difference between them actually is that Darling makes you feel like you're inside the character's head whereas mm-hmm. this one it feels that you're this weird distant viewer watching the I events unfold that. um yeah. and I think the other, I think Darling feels a bit more visceral because of that whereas this feels a lot more uh, uh what's the word um
1: voyeuristic
0: that's a good word it a good mm-hmm. word, it's a very good word. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it definitely feels a bit more like that, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, there's definitely yeah. films that I like a lot like that, and I like this a lot. It just, uh, comparing it to that, uh, that's where I'd probably probably land. So, uh, hey, it may go up in time, but at least on this first viewing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle on a solid date.
1: It's fair.
0: So there you go. There you go. As uh, the eyes of my mother, um, let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can get some bonuses over there, including being able to vote on an episode every month. Uh, the current vote is all Stephen King movies because it's coming out next month, so you can check out that. Uh, otherwise, guys, and pardon me for um, uh, losing it here towards the end of the show. <laughs> But we're near the end. I feel like you know I'm I'm already I'm basically halfway to bed already. I'm just kind of <laughs> going through the motions here for the, the outro. Uh, but no, all on that, guys. Uh, thank you once again for watching. Uh, we appreciate it a lot. It always helps us out. So thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Keep watching movies. Goodbye.